I'm Steve Addison, and this is the Movements Podcast, the podcast for people who want to multiply disciples and churches everywhere. Today we're in Port St. Lucie, talking to Augie Martin about multiplying movements amongst the world's half a billion Spanish speakers. And so to help this, this couple, this team, what I did, I organized a training. And on that training, in, in that week, we see a lot of people coming to Christ. And before that, we saw some people getting baptized. Some Spanish, we, we were focusing in the Spanish community. Some Spanish people, like three, got baptized immediately. And, and then uh, what happened is that we went out in the harvest and we found, you know, when you, we describe a person of peace, that was a person of peace. That's the manager of a trailer park. And so he, she got, she got saved. Uh, well, she was saved, but she got on fire. She said, I want to be disciple. I want to be disciple. So a month later, these, these people that they're still discipling, they say, well, it's getting cold outside because it, there's a church outside. And now... We can use my office. We can use the facilities here. Plus, she is living now the three thirds in the trailer park, and she's and and the other people there. They encouraging the brother that star, uh, Miguel and Paula, uh, and and what happened is that they they keep on telling them, don't get discouraged. People are gonna come. More people are gonna come, and we're gonna reach all the neighborhood. We need Jesus here. So it's very excited to see that. You know, like we went out. And to encourage the brother and, and help her in the harvest. And suddenly they were the, the one finding the personal peace. They were a little discouraged before because of a bad experience, you know, a house that they start and then they, it dies, it closed. But now they're on fire again and, and moving forward with not only that house, but a couple more houses that they're following up already a month from that. And when I was there, I have a friend in Florida that we were going to evangelize. And he followed up. When I left, I called him, hey, can you follow up here and here? And he started following up. And tomorrow we have a couple of baptisms from those follow-ups. And I already connect to the people. I start following up again. And so we're trying to find a way to evangelize the Spanish neighborhoods in the community. So guys, definitely moving in the United States, baptism, the baptisms, repentance, and, you know, like new homes, also, I talked to a, a pastor friend that uh, I, I went to the church before I started, you know, made the disciple making movement. You know, I was trained. Before I was trained, I was going to the church. I learned a lot from him. And then uh, I left the church and I started doing this, working for the kingdom, traveling. And he called me the other day. I he said, Ogie, I need your help. Uh, I'm good at this, but I'm not good at this. And I see your faithfulness, so can you help me? So I went and I did the hard questions because, you know, I'm trying to filter. I, I, I know that the tradition is very strong sometimes and stop the movement. So I don't want to spend a lot of time fighting against the, the tradition. So what I asked, one of the things that I asked is, uh, what about the money? This is the money on the homes. You know, this is how we give away uh, with the, you know, when we raise in the, in the houses. And he said, whatever you want to do, the way you do it is fine. 
I, I doesn't matter to me. I just, uh, just do it, just do it. And when he showed me the vision, is I, I was talking about, you know, like Paul St. Lucie, and he said, no, 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 we're going to reach the whole Florida. And then, and then he said, we're going to reach the United States. So they have an entry strategy. Uh, uh, they give food away. They get a lot of food. So they open in one in Fort Pierce, another one in Jacksonville, another in Orlando. Uh, so I'm going to train those uh, the disciples that he has in the church. And another thing that I did is usually we go and, and submit, okay, where do you want the church? Where do you want the training? And they say, well, we can use the facilities here in the church. When he asked me that, I said like, well, I'm not going to train in the church or in the school that you have. I'm going to train in the houses. So I need people to open their houses because if I train the church, they, they train, you know, they get the, the rhythm, how, how, it, how it's done in the houses, but because they're not in the houses, they can visualize how to really do it in the houses. So I find out that to, for them to learn it, they have to be in the house and the same thing that they're going to reproduce later. So that's a little bit about excitement about the United States. Um, I think I found the, the pastor of peace and it's hard, you know, that is hard, but I think I got it. So I'm excited about working with him. It's a pastor from a friend from South Africa. So, Augie, what's uh, what's happening outside of the United States? I mean, you've been restricted to home and Zoom, <laughs> but what what are you hearing about what's happening in the field? Uh, well, a lot of things are happening, and I escaped last week. A couple of weeks ago, I escaped. I went to Guatemala, uh, <laughs> so it was amazing. Uh, but no. Every place is open yet, uh, but we still seeing a lot of stuff. Uh, so in this time of the COVID, uh, we see people really get ownership. Some people stop doing, and some people get really the ownership of the work. And that's one of the things that is happening in Venezuela. Uh, so this team is doing amazing, and it's going in the good in the in the in a good track. You know, it's going step by step, but we're finding out some key things. Uh, in the beginning of the year, no, in the end of the year, we mobilized a disciple that was in Colombia to help the team in Venezuela. A disciple, a young guy, 24 years old, very fruitful. And he was, he is the, the only illegal, illegal guy in Venezuela. We took him, you know, and so he went and he, you know, and then they stole the passport from him when he was there, but he's still there. And so he really made the team strong. And we got to see something amazing. We got to compare two teams in the country because they're all over the, the country. The only difficult difficulty for them is the mobilization right now. The public transportation is, is closed. And so it costs a lot of money to mobilize to do, you know, uh, they, they try to do two trips a year to check on the teams and empower the teams and, you know, keep on giving more knowledge so they can do a better job. But in this team is a team that one person that John, that he has cancer, he has cancer, he's sick, but he's the most amazing guy. And then the other team, these young guys. So one is in Caracas, one is in Maracaibo. Uh, the, the one in Caracas, see, listen to this. The one in Caracas is more intentional. They go in the harvest every single day. They follow up. They filter really, really, really hard. And at the end of a few months, they couldn't raise a disciple. This other guy, 
this other guy, he figured out how to sustain himself by open a bakery. And he is, he's been there six months and he has disciples with the same vision that have disciples that have more disciples. So it's third generation. He's hitting the third generation now. Uh, second, at least very good, strong second generation. Less evangelism. Uh, it's just, I think, once a week because of by vocation. But he produced more disciples than this one. And so I was like, John, how do you do this? You know, can you take me step by step? What are you doing? What are you doing? And one of the things that we've seen is that these young guys, they were very good. The training is tight and the process is tight, uh, but it lacked a relationship. The relationship wasn't there. John is like, well, this is what I do. I, when, if I go, have to go to the hospital to check myself or something, I invite the guys. It's like, can you come with me? Can you just come with me? If I have to go to buy anything, I ask them to come. And in the way, I talk to them. I tell them, this is what I'm doing. This is the process. And it's not only the time that I meet with them to disciple them, but also to build the relationship. And that relationship, it got strong. And because of the relationship, now they're a team. They are a truly, truly a team of disciples. They have the same vision and also have other disciples themselves and doing the same process. In a country that there is no food, in a country that there is no transportation, in a country that they, they lack everything, uh, God is spending the kingdom of God. The team in Caracas, with the leadership, they have a disciple an hour away that have 30 homes. Uh, and those homes are, the, the, the ministry is like mountains ministry. They, they go to the mountains. And they, they start reaching the village. And when they got the training a, a couple of years ago, uh, they said, this is what we need because we can't go to the mountain every single day. So we need to raise leaders to do the same. And this is the most dangerous part in Venezuela. They're killing people every single day. That's the, the, the highest number of killing people every day. And, you know, the drug dealers and all that, they told them, oh, you, you guys are welcome here. You can come anytime. So they got the support from the drug dealers. So, so we have the team in Caracas. We have the team in, in Maracaibo. Relationship, Steve. Relationship is the key factor in a movement. If you don't have relationship, you can know all the tools. You can have mm -hmm. everything in place, but it's not going to work in the end because something is going to happen and they, no, I'm going to do something else because they, there is no that connection. That's what we're learning. Plus, we are learning uh, that... Anybody can do this. Venezuelan team can do this. And one of the things that was happening is if they get a job, uh, they make $6 a month. So now everybody in the country is turning to be an entrepreneur. You know, how do we make money? These guys, they come out with, if they make bread and they sell it, they can maintain themselves. So we have a missionary house. We call it missionary house. It's a house that focuses in, in reaching the neighborhood. One in Caracas and one in Maracaibo with John. And both are out of sufficient. They producing, they're like uh, baking bread, selling. And with that, they're maintaining, sustaining themselves. Uh, so uh, by two weeks, God willing, we can have some more funding 
to start two more. And the idea is to get some money on the side so we can, they can be auto-sufficient in multiplication also, not only in maintaining each house. Uh, but that's, that's where I think that in the next few months, we're going to see a, a lot more houses really auto-sufficient, focuses in, in, the, in the work uh, and multiplying themselves. And why, why my heart is in Venezuela this year? Because uh, I ask a lot of people, how do, do we mobilize, mobilize Latin Americans to the end of the world? And you know how many answers I got? Zero. Zero answers. Uh, they couldn't figure it out. They, like the American system of raising support, it's not going to work there. And if you think that the churches are going to help in Latin America, well, now the churches with the coronavirus, they're struggling too. So they're not going to help. Last year, I went to Barcelona, and I went to a, a, a Venezuelan uh, restaurant. And when I asked with the lady who was serving, she said, like, well, I got here a few months ago, and we are blessed in Venezuela because they give us a, a car, a red car, uh, that we can go work when we come. But, you know, I was like, okay, that's great. But it, my, my, light, my light didn't turn on until I went and I started talking to a lady from Colombia that is in Venezuela, is in Spain. And she, we were talking, you know, about discipleship. She's part of the team. But one of the things she's like, she was like upset. I said, like, what happened? No, these Venezuelan guys, <laughs> she said, they come here. Not only they get, you know, uh, they're allowed to work, but the government help them with food and with a place to stay. And my life went like, yes, this is it. If we can sponsor some team from Venezuela to go to Spain, and she's willing, this lady, she's willing to receive. She said, like, send as many as you want, and they can stay with me a couple months. So we are uh, by vocation and sending entrepreneurs already, there and they're gonna be uh, learning entrepreneur in the missionary house, entrepreneur things, you know, like not only bakery, but like how to grow vegetables and raise animals. And then they will be able to go to Spain and reproduce a business model in there and work, be by vocation. And so if we can multiply the kingdom of God in Venezuela, not only gonna reach Latin America because we already got connections in Chile and Uruguay, from the Venezuelans, because they are spreading, they're doing the work now, but also to the end of the world, to, do, to reach the unreached there in Europe, totally legal, totally sending with, a, I don't know, maybe $1,500 to sponsor a couple to go there, and we have a full-time missionaries uh, after that. So I'm very excited about the work in Venezuela, the sending... Uh, how we're going to be sending people next year, God willing. We I don't want to be sending people without experience. So we go slow to go fast. We don't go fast because I try fast pace and we've seen a lot of fruit, but and then little by little start dying because we don't model the right way. We don't assist, we don't watch, and we don't lunch. We just lunch without really and an good understanding of what we're doing. So the process that we're doing now is it looks slow, but it's going to go in a good pace. So when they're ready, they're going to be fully equipped, fully bivocational, ready to send, 
uh, we're going to send like solid missionaries. We're not going to be sending people that, oh, because you, you ask anybody in Venezuela who want to leave the country and, and 99.9% they're going to leave, right? So that's one of the things that we're doing. We don't tell anybody the idea until they're ready and then we're going to start sending. So I ask you to pray for that so the multiplication happen. Uh, I'm talking to some people that maybe want to invest in the team so they can move faster, mobilizing, they can start new homes. But this is very promising. Uh, Guy's going to do something amazing. I'm planning a trip for next year in the beginning. The, the, the airports are open, so we can do a, a mix of intensive with mid-level. So we can find, you know, stackages, problems, and, and solutions. Uh, so, so guy is good. I'm super happy for what I'm seeing. And, and this is very promising. And everything started with a friend of mine in North Carolina that, that I said, can I, I need to take some Venezuelans three years ago to Colombia because I'm going there. It's a, it's a friend of mine that, you know, is very famous. <laughs> it's a guy that kind of wrote the, the four-field manual, you know. He said, okay. well, okay, don't, don't say anything. But, I, you know, it's, he's so humble that even if I say it, he's not going to be like, wow, look, look at me. He's so humble. And, and what happened is that I was there with him, and I told him, eh, I have some friends in Venezuela, some people in Venezuela that want to come see the training in Colombia, but I, I have to sponsor. I don't have any funding. And I, I wasn't asking him. And he was just done a training in North Carolina and some people bless him with money. And he went and went, take it. This is for sponsor those people. And from that, God opened the doors in Venezuela. I was able to go with a team train and all, all of this is happening now. So people, there are people with big vision that I want to give. And they don't know, but just, you know, Holy Spirit guidance and the big vision, uh, they're impacting the world directly and indirectly. Most of the world is seeing Venezuela as a failed state, but you're seeing Venezuela as a missionary sending field to Europe. <laughs> yes, yes, and it's key. It's, it's going to be a key player uh, in the in the last in the last time, mm. and also they're struggling. They they can't find food and. You can talk to them, and they don't complain ever, ever about the situation. You know, the guy from Colombia, I sent it there. He said, like, you can't believe, I can't, you know, I can't believe how these people live like that. And, and you know, he was like, whoa. So it's got to be really bad because Colombia is, is good, but it's not as good, you know, the United States. So because, you know, uh, another Latino kind of say, like, this is really, really bad. And then see the Venezuelan team don't that they don't complain at all, so it's amazing. So they are like super missionaries now to send all over the place. And and John, this guy that, that has cancer, he start he said, I'm already reached my my town. I already he's tracking everything. He said I already shared the gospel with everybody here. So he when he was sharing, he met a pastor and. If you get a motorcycle, it's 40 minutes away to get to the other town. But he doesn't have a motorcycle. He doesn't have a bike. He walks six hours, mm. six hours walking. He's sick. He's walking six hours. 
every other week or sometimes once, you know, every, yeah, every other week he's, he's doing it right now. And I said, like, wow, John, how can you do this? He said, well, I love it because we go, we walk with my disciples, we talk, we fellowship, and we go under a tree, we drink some water, and we share the gospel with people there in the house that we, we stop. And uh, so they, they're not complaining. They take it mm-hmm. as a, this is an opportunity to share the gospel even more. If they get in a motorcycle, they get there, and, but they're using the opportunity to, the difficult, difficulties to use it for, as opportunities. So in the way that they go there, they share the gospel and they make more disciples. Mm-hmm. So, man, Steve is, is excited. And, and so to see the heart of God, to see how humble they are, the passion that they have, and finding those key ingredients for movement, it, it made me excited. Make me excited. And the support from the outside is very limited, very limited. I was helping, but I, I already told them, you know, we're going to do it like self-sufficient. So that's why the, now the idea of the business. So it, it won't have any help. See, Venezuela, the, the most needed country in the world right now, be self-sufficient. Is, is, is a key that guys doing something there and preparing them to mobilize. What are you trusting God for, for the Latino world, the Spanish-speaking world, Oggy? What's, your, what's on your heart? Well, uh, man, I see that God has been preparing these uh, this, uh, this people, these, us, the Latino. Uh, for a while, and because the, the receptivity of the gospel is super high, so I'm expecting reaching the world and changing the world with the gospel, no less than that. Uh, so, for example, even I was mentioned earlier, you know, and Tim is doing a great job, but we went to the Spanish uh, neighborhood and we saw like fruit right away. So I see, like, when we, we focus on the Latinos, I, I, I think sometimes I'm cheating. It's like, man, it's like so easy. <laughs> it's so easy because they're ready. So and it's not because it's so easy. It's because God has prepared them beforehand. So when we go, they're ready. Uh, leadership is another thing. You know, it's a lot of work to raise leaders, but really the heart is ready to receive Jesus and, and to serve them. Like just yesterday, I was here in my town, Pose Lucy, with a, with a couple. And I said, well, we haven't talked about baptism. And, and I, I said, well, I, I baptized somebody on Saturday. Do you want to obey too? He, they said, we're going to learn a little more. I said, well, perfect. Next time we meet, we'll learn a little more. And the lady said, anything that, that we have to obey God, that's what I want to do. Every, anything, everything, anything that you tell me that is going to help me to obey Jesus, that's what I'm going to do. So it's like, whoa, wait a minute. You said we need, you need to learn more, but you're already ready to say yes. Because when I show you, you're going to say yes. So that's what I'm seeing. It's like, wow, God, you already prepared them. You already have them there. We just got to do it. We just got to share the gospel, make disciples, train others to train others until there is no place left. So God is going to do something through the, through the Latinos uh, in the world. And it's doing already, but it's going gonna, 
it's going to increase. It's going to increase. Visit movements.net and search for episode 239 and find out how you can connect with Oggy and uh, discover the resources that he has and the training that he does in Spanish. If you're enjoying the Movements podcast, don't forget to leave a review and spread the word via social media. I'm Steve Addison for the Movements podcast. <laughs>